Well, we're starting a new series, and I told Taylor, uh, Taylor texted me earlier this week, and he's like, what's your uh, message? He just said, I know you're starting a new one. I said, well, I'm just going to do a one-night message on uh, praying God's Word. And then I started into writing, and I was like, there's no way we're going to get through it in one night. So today's, tonight's going to be a foundation, and then uh, we'll finish it after worship and prayer night next Wednesday. If you've never been to a midweek Wednesday where we have first Wednesday, we commit it to worship and prayer, and a worship leader named Elizabeth Clark Hoverman comes in as part of that, and she's one of the best psalmists on the planet. So it's just one of those times that even if you just want to come and just sit and experience the presence of the Lord, it's wonderful. So let's go to John chapter 1. If you have your Bible, let's go to John chapter 1. If you don't, it'll be on the screen, and I've got the Amplified printed on your notes as well. Would you stand and let's read together John chapter 1, and I'm going to read out of the New King James. By the way, if you need a Bible, I was thinking not everybody might have a Bible. I've got an extra Bible right here just after the service, or if you want to come grab it right now, whatever, you're welcome to it. So let's read John chapter 1, 1 through 4 together, and it'll be on the screen. Here we go. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the word. So we receive tonight the living word that you are in our hearts. Open them wide for all that you have to say to us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. I want to encourage you over this particular series, and I say this every Wednesday anyway, every midweek anyway, to bring your Bible, because I, and we always put out highlighters and pens, because I want us to take some of the scriptures we're looking at and highlight them in our Bibles, and you can always, will print them for you as well. So I want you, but in your own word, to highlight those. And like I said, if you need a Bible, I've got an extra one, or I can, if we, this one gets given away, we'll... Order some more. And if not, you can, if anything, always print them on your sheets as well. Let's now go to uh, the Amplified of that same one. And it's on your sheet. In the beginning, before all time, I love the Amplified. This is the classic Amplified. Was the Word Christ. Now, if you've got your notes there, if anybody needs notes, uh, Sammy, will you grab some notes and see if anybody needs notes and pens, please? Do you see how the Amplified says word and then it immediately uh, amplifies it with Christ? From a couple of series ago, what do we know about Christ? That Christ is translated the anointed one and his anointing that removes the burden and destroys the yoke. So see how that ties together. So even in your Bible or on your notes, we can put that the word Christ in the beginning was the anointed one and his anointing that removes the burden and destroys the yoke. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. Let's just stop and go point by point. If we, even if we don't get through everything tonight, that before anything began, before time, was the Word. And the Word was with God. If you've got your Bible, circle with. Where was the Word? It was with God. And then it goes on to say that the Word was God Himself. Verse 2, he was present originally with God. Now, I don't mean to 
to um, insult you, but do you see how it went from calling it the word and then it gave it the pronoun capitalized he? What's happening right there? It's about to show us that Jesus is the living word of God, that, the, that Jesus and the word synonymous with each other were with God in the beginning. Uh, verse three, and all things were made and came into existence, how? Through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. And then the last part that we're going to read for right now, in him was life. We're going to tie this together in just a minute as our foundation. In him was life. In, the, in Jesus was life. In the word was life. And that light was the light of men. Your first fill in. That the word of God existed before the worlds were ever formed. Now, these, this Bible was printed recently, and yours might have been printed, printed recently, but the thoughts, the ideas, the power, the influence, the, the imaginations of God that are represented in this word, in this Bible, existed before time began. That's amazing just to think that we hold right here, and I'm about to expand on this in just a second, we hold the heart of God that was before time. And this is just amazing how the Lord is. The Word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. We won't get it to tonight, maybe we get it in a couple of weeks, but the Word says that heaven and earth will pass away before one part of His Word isn't performed or produced. Your next feeling is that the word of God formed and created everything in existence. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to get negative tonight. I'm gonna try my best not to get negative, but people that say I don't believe in the Bible, I don't believe in the Word of God, I don't believe in the Scripture, I'm not gonna live my life, that's fine. That's your choice. God has given every one of us a choice. But as for me and the, how I believe, and I hope you do as well, that this is before it all. And because of this, everything came into existence. And in just a minute, we're going to find out at the end of it all, this is going to be significant. And we'll show you how in just a minute. Now let's go to verse 14. Same, same chapter, John 1. And the word Christ, full stop. Can we translate Christ? The anointed one and his anointing that removes the burden and destroys the yoke. The word Christ and the word Christ became flesh, human incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us. Now, before we go any further, this is referencing Jesus' life and ministry on earth. So those 33 and a half years that he was on earth, this is a direct reference from the Gospel of John that the word that was before all time, that created everything, was made flesh. Jesus, coming in, in a, as a child, and is in, from Mary, made flesh and dwelt among us, uh, among us, and we actually saw His glory, His honor, His majesty, such glory as of the only begotten Son receives from His Father, full of grace, favor, 
loving kindness and truth, that Jesus is the living word. Now, hopefully with the short pieces of scripture right there that we can make that parallel. Jesus is the living word of God. Watch this next part. That the word of God is a full manifestation of Jesus himself. People that, that say that they want to see Jesus, they want to experience Jesus, they want to know Jesus better are wonderful things to say. And so here's how it happens that we experience the manifestation of Jesus the Christ by the word of God. How wonderful that this book that we hold, this book that we have is a full manifestation of the son of God. Wow. This book has survived it all. Un Unfortunately, in the times that we're living in, people have tried to take this book and make it fit culture. They've made videos. They've, <laughs> I mean, they're on YouTube, uh, all kinds of things that have tried to take this word and made it make it fit their mold or how they see Jesus. <laughs> I don't need to change. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I cannot change one part of this word and make Jesus any better than he already is. This book and everything contained in it is the full manifestation of the son of the living God. Isn't that wonderful that we hold it right there in our hands? If we want to see more of Jesus, we see him in the word of God. That's why it's the living word. If you ever, some, someone might have said, have you read the Bible? Yes, I read it once. And for many of us, that doesn't make any sense to us because how many of you have a scripture in your Bible that's underlined and highlighted and starred and bubbled and smiley faced and you read it again another time and it has a whole new, completely different meaning to you? What is that? The living word. So when people say, I've read it once, oh, well, you're missing way out because there's scriptures that I've read a hundred times and read it again and it comes alive in a new way. How? Because it is the living word. It is Jesus himself. He is the living word of God made flesh. That Jesus contains every aspect of the Father by the word of God. If we, and I don't have this scripture here, but Jesus says, if you've seen me, then you've seen the father. So there's a connection there. If we, in this word, if we read it and receive it and we see Jesus, then we also have seen the heart of God. We're not even going to get to how to pray the word of God, which is the series title. <laughs> We're not even going to get to that. Okay, let's go to Revelation. So if you're in John, and we always on Wednesdays take time to turn. So if you're in John, you're going to go all the way to the end to the right in your Bible. The last book of the Bible is called Revelation. And some people say Revelations, but it's just a single. It's a Revelation because it was a, a 
the Apostle John's revelation of Jesus. So we're going to go to chapter 19. So we're almost at the very, very end of it all. And then in verse 13. So before we read 1913, would you agree with me that according to John, that in the beginning was what? Was the word. Now watch what it says right here in Revelation. And we'll let Revelation, this is showing what hasn't happened yet in this instant. And watch what happens when the John the Revelator has a vision on the Isle of Patmos of what is going to happen in the future. And this is what he sees. He sees Jesus and he says, Jesus, he saw, is dressed in a robe dyed by dripping in blood. Woo! That's amazing. That he sees Jesus, that we're going to see Jesus in a crimson robe that is stained by his own blood. Oh, what a savior. Now watch what else happens here. And uh, the title by which he is called is what? The word of God. If you have your Bible or your, or your notes, underline that, that he is, that Jesus, and I don't have time to read all of Revelation 19, but we see that Jesus in the finality of it all, before we step into a ti the timelessness, eternity of eternity, that we, that John sees a revelation of Jesus. He's in a robe that is stained with his own blood and he carries a title at the end of it all, he carries a title, and that title is the Word of God. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. So we're at the very end, so we only can go to the left. So go to the left, and you don't have to go very far because Hebrews is just a few chapter, a few books to the left. And we're going to go to chapter 4. And we're going to go to verse 12 and 4. Remember, I'm laying the foundation for praying the Word of God. We're like, you're going to leave here and say, he didn't say one thing about how to pray the Word of God. I'm working on something. <laughs> We're building the foundation. So uh, Hebrews chapter 4, 4, verse 12. For the Word that God speaks. So let's, put, let's tie together some things here right now in, in Bible study. Who is this talking about? The Word that God speaks. Is Jesus. And let's tie in one more thing that Jesus, this is a full revelation, not this book book, but the, the thoughts, the intents, the purposes of God spoken is a full revelation of Jesus. And this says that the word that uh, the word that God speaks, what is it? It's alive. It's full of power. It makes it making it active operative, energizing, and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit. So before we read the next, that next part of the verse, well, let's, let's keep reading. Let's go to the next verse. And the joints and the marrow of the deepest part of our nature 
exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and the purposes of the heart. I don't mean to get weird or gross right now, but I went yesterday to, you know, I had my knees operated this summer. And so yesterday I went to the doctor and he did x-rays. And when he looked at the x-rays, he said, your knees are coming along great. He said, they have adhered a metal. He, he said, how are they doing? I said, they're good. And, you know, he goes, good, because you're going to have those metal, that metal the rest of your life. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no doubt. But he said that it's, that it's adhering perfectly to what they put in. Now, on my mind, you can see a dividing line because there's mechanical parts in there. But before, or the rest of your bones, there's, a, there's not a fine line where this is where it starts, this is where it ends. There's kind of a line where it goes from bone to marrow to, I mean, so this is saying that the word of God, that Jesus, the living word, goes to the parts of us and divides and subdivides things with our natural senses. We can't separate, but the word of God has the power to do it. So in a couple of weeks, when we talk about praying the word of God, we're praying things that go so deep that we can't see dividing lines. But the word of God finds those places. And not only does it find those places, but it finds the places and heals them. Now watch this really quickly, that there is nothing more powerful than the word of God. In a couple of weeks, we'll talk about not only the word of God, but the spoken, the prayed word of God. There's nothing more powerful than the spoken, prayed word of God. That there is nothing um, that reaches the furthest in any situation than the word of God. Have you ever had a prayer that you prayed and you had no idea how the answer was going to come? Have you ever prayed over a situation that naturally when you prayed over that situation, you have had no idea how it could be made better? That's what the word of God does. That the word of God goes to those places that in the natural, we have no way of knowing how they can be changed and it ministers to them. That the word of God, the word of God is the father's way of establishing his heart here on the earth and for eternity. That's a little sneak peek of what's coming in a couple of weeks. That this word is God's way of establishing his heart right here, right now. So when we pray, something happens. More coming in a couple of weeks. My most effective prayer will contain the word of God. These are all sneak previews. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing you all along the way right here. Using the word of God aligns my prayers. This is what I do want you to know with the very heart and the thoughts of God himself. So let me let's let's tie this together a little bit right here. That if this is the complete and the full manifestation of Jesus, then I can have confidence that this full manifestation of Jesus that was before all time and at the very end Jesus himself is titled the word of God, then I know that I've got a hold of 
God's heart when it comes to my prayers. Isn't that good? And he's like, well, how do we pray it? Come back in a couple of weeks. I can't do it all in one night. I thought I could. That this can be. How do we know the heart of God? How do we find Jonathan? How, how do you know how to, how to pray? I, I don't. I don't. But the word of God does. And I'm going to show you many, many resources for that. Jesus is in the middle of every prayer that contains the word. Have you ever been in a room and all of a sudden, I don't know, you're standing in a room and all of a sudden in the distance you heard, let's for instance, Gerald, you hear Gerald. You're like, <laughs> somebody's talking about me. Because you can, you in tune to, you might be talking, it's like somebody says your name, Jerry. And you're like, somebody's talking about me or whatever. Are they calling me or whatever? And that's how God has established the word of God. That when we pray the word, when we speak it in prayer, that the heavens come alive, that Jesus himself, we're talking about him. We're talking about the living word. We're talking about the, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay, now let's go to Isaiah. So we're in uh, Hebrews. So we're going to go all the way to the left. And it's like in the middle of your Bible and then a little bit to the right. So if you hit Psalms, go to the right a little bit. And if you hit Proverbs, go to the right a little bit. You're going to go to Isaiah 55. Oh, Song of Solomon. Woo! <laughs> don't, read, don't read that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so in Isaiah 55 in verse 10. Once again, I, I, I know I sound like a broken record. Some of y'all might not know that, that connotation, but bring your Bibles on midweek and I'll give you the time to turn to them because I want you to see it. I want you to highlight it. I want you to underline it. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, 10, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and return not there again, and they, but they water the earth, and they make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, before I read the next scripture, how many of y'all have been in your yard lately where, um, like, I know that part of it, like the sprinkler reaches a part of it, and then as soon as the sprinkler doesn't reach that, it's like soft, 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 and then crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Because it's, you know, just didn't get any water in the, the summer that we just had. And the funny thing is that, you know, water the heck out of everything. And like this backfield was yellow, <laughs> absolutely yellow. But if you go out there now, since we had rain in the last couple of weeks, it's green. So the parts that were dead and we fight everything we can to keep this front part somewhat alive. But there's nothing we can do back there. But when the rain came, it came alive. So this is speaking of in Isaiah 55, it's, it's talking about when the rain comes down, it affects everything that it touches. And it goes on to say, it doesn't come down and then on, oh, they don't need water here. And then it goes back up. No, it comes down and it has an effect everywhere it goes. So then look at the next verse. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. That's going to be significant in a couple of weeks. It shall not return to me void, 
Now, if you want to take an arrow and point that back up to verse 10, that's the reference in verse 11. It won't return to me void. So if you want to draw an arrow back up, it, it's, it's illustrating it as rain and snow coming down and watering everything. That the word of God, it's sent forth and it won't come back. It won't lift itself back up and say, never mind. But when it comes down, it waters and the word and the Bible says the word of God is the same way. It won't return to me void without producing an effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let's back up just a little bit right here. Get your pen ready or your highlighter ready. What will happen that it will accomplish it will have an effect. Once again, if I go out there, it's not yellow anymore. There's probably still yellow there, but it's mostly green now. It accomplished and have an effect. And it not only will have an effect, but the, the scripture says it will prosper, circle prosper. It will have an effect, a positive effect, a powerful effect. Let's tie in together. It's alive. It's powerful. It's full of power. That the word of God performs God's purposes every time it's spoken. Can I go quickly so I don't try to do the message for a couple of weeks from now? Nothing can stop the word of God manifested through Jesus. That's powerful. And these are the thoughts the Lord just gives me. None of this is Nothing can stop the word of God manifest through Jesus himself. That when we pray the word of God, we are praying Jesus himself into every situation. Wow. That's a, I mean, that's just Selah. <laughs> When we pray the word of God, we are praying the manifestation of Jesus into every situation. And Jesus himself stands behind every spoken word of God in faith. Why does he do that? Because he is the word of God. When we pray it, he stands behind every single word spoken. It's all foundational. I just want, and there's no more fill-ins because I want you to, I want you to, uh, to watch these last three or four scriptures. So let's go to Proverbs. So we're in Isaiah. So we're going to go to the left and not very far to the left. And Proverbs chapter four. And it's on your page as well, but I want you to see it. So get your pen ready, get your highlighter ready. I want you to, to see this. And I apologize. I do everything out of the Amplified Classic and it's out of print right now. You can still get some copies of it on Amazon and um, yeah, you can still, but don't get just the Amplified. You have to get the Amplified Classic because it expounds it more. 
But the good news is there's a ministry here local called Kenneth Copeland Ministries that they have gotten the rights to the Amplified Classic and they're reprinting it. So they've got a paperback and they've got a leather bound that's coming out soon that so you can get the Amplified Classic again. But if you don't have an Amplified, that's fine. I always, so I always print them on your nose. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 4. My son, attend to my what? Words, circle words. Uh, consent and submit to my sayings. Verse 21, let them not depart from where? My sight, circle sight. That's that understanding that every time I see the word of God, Jesus himself can give me a new revelation when I see it. Let them not depart from my sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. And watch what happens. For they are life. Circle life. Life to those who find them. Health and healing. Circle health. Circle healing. To all their flesh. Before I read the last one, the Word of God is our life. The Word of God is our health. The Word of God is our healing. I do this with mom right now when I pray with her at night. We have certain things that we pray, but we don't, when, we, when I pray with her, we don't just pray anything. So here's mom laying in bed and she's always got this covers up to her neck. And I, I say, every time I mom, give me your hand. So one little hand comes out, <laughs> comes out of the, out of the blanket or the covers and she holds it. And then when we pray, I'll pray things like, we believe that mom's strength is getting stronger, that her mind is getting stronger, that her emotions, we just speak to every part that, that she's getting stronger. So I don't just pray, mom, we, your, your mind's getting stronger, your emotions are getting stronger, your physical getting stronger, your stamina's increasing. I don't just pray that, but I go to Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah or Psalms, oh, forgive me for not knowing, it's Isaiah. They that wait upon the Lord, and then mom finishes it shall renew their strength. And then we do like a ping pong. They shall mount, this is me and then her. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Then I say, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall, are you saying it with me, mom? Walk and not faint. And then we also pray over from Quinn to grandma. Quinn is in the, the little guy that's in Sarah's tummy right now. So I'm from Quinn to grandma. We pray over our whole family, and we include the church as well, that the Word of God says He gives His beloved... What is it? We're going to bed. He gives His beloved rest. So, Jonathan, what's the purpose of that? That we are not just scattershot. I hope you hear it, God. I hope I got it right. I hope I didn't mess it up. But we are specifically... And we'll do this more in a couple of weeks, praying the Word of God. Here's what happens. Here's what it happens. When we pray the Word of God, 
Here's what happens. It will keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flows the issues of life. So when we pray the word of God, we can have faith and confidence as our foundation tonight, faith and confidence that when we pray the word, it is the full manifestation of Jesus himself. That's gonna take eternity to soak in. That's gonna take a long time for us to even get a glimpse of what that means. When we pray the word of God, we pray into the full manifestation let me pray over you tonight. Lord, I thank you right now that your word is true. You are the living word. I thank you for every person here tonight and those that joining us online that they receive answers. They receive health and healing and life to all their flesh by the word of God. I believe that's your heart and your very purpose and I know you're true to it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.